Little Passports is the perfect holiday gift for that curious kid on your list. With a subscription to Little Passports, kids get a fun-filled package each month designed to inspire their curiosity in geography, world cultures, or science through hands-on projects and activities. For kids of all ages, find special holiday offers and order today for holiday delivery at littlepassports.com forward slash lucky. Hey friends, welcome to the Lucky Few Podcast live! Woo We are in Monrovia, California on a fairly warm November night. Warm, warm to me. I live in San relative. Francisco. Warm's relative. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> here to celebrate people in the entertainment industry who, through their work as actors, are changing the way our culture views people with different abilities. There isn't anywhere we'd rather be tonight than with this amazing audience. Yeah. Celebrating actors with Down syndrome who are crushing it in their industry. So friends, join us as we welcome Agent Gail Williamson and actors Jamie Brewer, Jared Kozak, and Cole Sybus. Let's shift the narrative by shouting the worth of people with Down syndrome. Welcome to the Lucky Few Podcast. We're here, you guys. Oh, we're here, you guys. We're live. We're live. We're live. Um, audience, how are you guys doing? We have an audience here, everybody. Yeah. If you couldn't tell. And this is only the second time we've done a recording with an audience. It's my favorite. It's my favorite. Too. I want to do it every single time. But I think we need to just get straight to it here because we have the best guest ever. So without further ado, we're going to start. I'm going to start by introducing you to the one and only Gail Williamson. Gail Williamson has described herself as the only agent in the country with the specialty of representing actors with disabilities. Her work as a talent agent for actors with disabilities spans over 30 years and began when she volunteered at the Media Access Office in the California Governor's Committee for Employment of People with Disabilities and developed a children's division in hopes of helping her son who has Down syndrome and other children like him embrace their love of acting. She is working towards the goal of an entertainment industry in which agents, casting directors, and producers will be able to accommodate actors with disabilities themselves without needing to call her. But until the day the need for special agents is eliminated, Gail is working hard in the entertainment industry to advocate for and create opportunities for actors with different abilities. She believes in the power of images and how society is changing through what we see in the media. Her passion for representing people with disabilities in TV and film stems from her belief that her clients with Down syndrome and other disabilities are changing the ways our culture views disability. In 2018, she was awarded the Norman Lear Gary Jewell Lifetime Achievement Award at the Media Access Awards. She was described by Deborah Kalla, Chair of the Media Award 
chair of the Media Access Awards as the person who was knocking on doors decades ago when the conversation about inclusion wasn't a conversation at all. We owe her so much. We're so thrilled that Gail is here, along with some of her most acclaimed clientele, to talk about the process of knocking on doors and helping Hollywood wake up to the gifts that actors with Down syndrome can bring to the screen. Friends, it is an honor and an absolute privilege to get to welcome Gail Williamson to the stage. Come on up, Gail. Yeah, girl. Gail gets the best chair. Gail the gets old the chair. lady gets the soft chair. That's With the right. pillow and everything. She is cool. the queen. Welcome, Gail. Okay, I get the privilege and honor to introduce our next guest, Jamie Brewer. She is a young woman of many firsts. First woman with Down syndrome to walk the red carpet at New York Fashion Week in 2015. Come on, woo woo. Yeah, girl. <laughs> The first woman with Down syndrome to star in an off-Broadway play in Amy in the Orphans. Woo-woo! A role that has brought her accolades, including a nomination for Outstanding Featured Actress in a Play by the Outer Critics Circle Awards. She also won the Drama Desk Award for Outstanding Featured Actress in a Play for her performance in Amy and the Orphans. Love it. So Jamie didn't have to go far because she was born and raised here in LA, woo woo, <laughs> shout out. She's probably best known for her recurring role on the FX show American Horror Story, where she has played four different characters over, over the course of eight seasons. Welcome Jamie! <laughs> All right, Jamie, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, I'm gonna introduce Jared Kozak. Jared is an LA native who got his start in acting in the 2012 film Orson's Last Dance. He then starred in Leader of the Pack and most recently in the short film Goodbye Dessa. He's most well known for his recurring role and a role that is very honored at my house because my kids love his, these shows. Um, his recurring role as CJ Casagrande in Nickelodeon's The Loud House and its spinoff, The Casagrandes. He is the first Nickelodeon actor known to have Down syndrome. Yes. We are so excited to welcome to the stage Jared Kozak. Come on up, Jared. <laughs> and you guys thought, how can there be any more people on the stage? And just you wait. Jared, we're so happy you're here. I get to introduce Cole. 
Cole Cybus is a native of Southern California. He got his start at the A&E Emmy award-winning docu-series Born This Way. In 2019, he starred in the film Spare Room, which won him the Upstream Spotlight Award at the Riverbend Film Festival for his role of Arrow. This movie, you've got to see this movie, friends. Um, following his success in Spare Room, he was cast in ABC's new drama, Stumptown. Besides work, he spends his time in drama therapy class, he loves to surf, participates in Special Olympics, and he travels. Cole, welcome to the stage. Micah, before you get started with your questions, I just am going to go off script here. Is that a thing, actors? Do, do we it. do this? Jamie says it's okay. Um, it feels, <laughs> it genuinely feel super overwhelmed and honored to be on a stage with all of you. I'm a huge fan of all four of you. And Gail, what you've done for our community as a mother who has a child with Down syndrome, I just applaud you. It is a thrill and a joy to get to be here. And I know that some people in our audience are very familiar, some are not, but this feels like a really big deal and a really special night. So thank you guys for being here. Thanks for having us. Yeah. All right, well, Gail, we want to start with you. We're going to ask you some questions, and then we're going to let these guys jump in in a little bit, okay? Um, so, Gail, we'd love to hear a little more about how you got started in this industry. Heather mentioned in her introduction um, a little bit of your story, but can you take us through that journey? Yeah, I'd, I'd be happy to. We'll, we'll give you the short version. But um, I had my son Blair back in 1979. It was a very different time. Uh, for any of you that had children back then, you may know this, but I could walk into a restaurant with him on my hip and silence it because it was so unusual to have a child with Down syndrome out in public. I remember being up at Universal uh, Studios with Blair and a backpack on my back, and a woman said, I have one of those at home. And I said, oh, a backpack? She said, no, a baby like that. And I live in South Africa, and we don't take them out in public. And so this was the world that my child was born into and that I was mothering a child with Down syndrome. And we were talking just yesterday that, you know, you guys have the Internet, and you have one another, and it's created this wonderful community. We had church basements with mimeograph sheets of paper that talked about what Down syndrome was. So it was a very, very different time um, at, at that point. So when Blair was about 10, the show Life Goes On came on the air. And our life started to change. We noticed about two seasons in that um, people were starting to interact with Blair when we were out in public in a way that we'd never experienced before. We'd go to a restaurant and instead of them turning to me and asking me what he would like to eat, they would ask Blair what he would like to eat. And this was new to us and, and, and wonderful and we embraced it and we thought it was fabulous. Well, and all this was going on at the same time, Blair was getting accolades, as many of your little ones have, because it's the tail on the chromosome. He was getting accolades from people saying, this kid's got a knack for acting. Why don't you see what you can do about that? And I'm, I don't know how to do that. I don't know where, what you do. Um, I mean, but he literally was in a test with, you know, we all know this, moms. You've all been there, dads. The, the glass mirror 
where they're not supposed to know all the clinicians and the doctors are on the other side of the mirror. And Blair's there with the little pigs doing the puzzle with the clinician. And when he's done and the clinician told him he did a good job, he stood up and took a bow to the, to the <laughs> mirror to all the clinicians on the other side, which, of course, got a reaction out of them, which he could hear through the wall. And so all the testing from there on had to do with performance for him. It just was who he was. So um, during that time, at, at nothing that I did, he got a commercial through Special Olympics for Procter & Gamble, the opportunity to audition for it. He got the commercial. He did such a fine job. I wanted him to find more. I wanted him to be able to do more. That's when I did find the Media Access Office, started their children's division, made sure other kids could do this. But what took me further was the fact that my child was, was good at this and he achieved things. If you watched television in the 90s, in the early 2000s, you saw Blair as a little brother of Georgia Fox's character on ER. You saw him get brutally murdered on CSI. You saw him be a smart aleck patient on Scrubs. You saw him uh, get a nose job on Nip Tuck. We both had a bump on our nose for a while that day when they put his makeup on. But, Blair opened doors in the, in the industry for, for others. Um, Blair's work on Nip Tuck was with Ryan Murphy and, um, and Brad Falchuk, who wrote and produced um, Glee, where Lauren Potter got her start, and then on to American Horror Story, where Jamie went. And when Blair did Nip Tuck, both men said, we never knew we could get this much out of someone with Down syndrome. So uh, I would just like to say thank you for thanking me for what I do, but I wouldn't do any of this mm -hmm. if it wasn't for Blair. Would you just stand up for a minute, yes, Blair? Yes, Blair. Yes, yes, Blair. Woo. Thank you, Blair. <laughs> so he, he, he made it easy for me. He, he opened doors that I could have never opened for myself. So awesome. I love it. Gail, how many people do you represent, including, well, including Blair? How many people do you represent? You know, it's, it's interesting. You asked me, and I, I went through our files and wrote down some numbers, because I really don't know how many clients <laughs> I have. We were, most agencies, you know, if you have two men in their 30s with blonde hair and blue eyes, that's enough. <laughs> and if you have four, you know, and then you'll need maybe a couple, you know, Hispanic and Afro-American and, you know, but I need two blonde men with blue eyes that are in wheelchairs, that are deaf, that are blind, that mm. are, so I have a lot of clients. Um, just to, to tell you, I was looking at the list, let me give you the numbers. So on our files, we have over 500 clients. That's across the United States yes. that we're working for. That's why when somebody calls us and we get off the phone fast, um, that's why. <laughs> um, of those 500, 170 are members of the Screen Actors Guild. So all the rest are either doing non-union work or trying to become actors. Our actors with Down syndrome, we have 103 in LA and New York. We have another 200 that are out of town that are in our files that we can only do work for now and then. Mm -hmm. Of the 103, 12 belong to the Screen Actors Guild. So there's not a lot of them that are professional actors at this point and three of our out-of-town actors are, um, are SAG-AFTRA actors. So, um, yeah, it's, it, the Screen Actors Guild itself, I think it's something like 19% make the 
$11,000, which that number's probably changed, a year to get their, their um, SAG insurance. So that's, you know, it's just, it's not a living. Mm -hmm. That's, people who are actors are not making a living most of the time, and neither, neither are my guys. You know, as, as, soon as, as soon as these guys' gigs go away, they're on to looking for, they have to you know, do whatever that other job is. Right. <laughs> it's, it's, um, it's not all milk and honey. Let's talk a little bit about um, JB and Jared and Cole. Gail, would you just give us a little bit more um, about their work? Tell us a little bit more, and then we're going to hear from them. Cool. I love nothing more than this. <laughs> Let's see. We'll go in, uh, maybe we'll go in how I'm... Let's go with when they started working with me, maybe. Sounds great. Okay, so Jamie was um, a budding actress and taking drama classes in Texas. She was doing her homework. And I met her at the National Down Syndrome Congress convention in Sacramento. And she. Gail and Blair. <laughs> yeah, Gail and Blair at the convention. And Jamie said to me, uh, I'm moving back to Los Angeles. I want to be an actor. And I said, Great, you know, let's get some headshots. Let's do this. And I think I just took a picture of her at Valley College one day, and that was her yes. headshot. But I borrowed Blair's big camera and uh, took a picture. And Jamie's first professional audition was American Horror Story. And she got it. I yeah. it. Yes, mm -hmm. I. I can't, Gail. Um, I, I, I was, I heard about it from two friends, but submitted by Gail. So anyway, yeah. So that's uh, that's my story with Jamie, and she, and then when Jamie was, um, we, I ended up meeting the woman that that took her, uh, Carrie Carrie Hammer, who took her to um, New, New York. Well, she took herself to New York, but who had her walking in the New York Fashion Week. And while, she, while Jamie was going, this wonderful playwright said to me, I really want to write a play about my Aunt Amy, who has Down syndrome. I need to meet someone with Down syndrome, and I'm in New York. Who can I meet? And I said, oh, I have a few people in New York, but I have a gal from L.A. coming to New York, so maybe you could meet with her. And I think we carved out an hour for Jamie to spend with it's Lindsay. Different, you know. Yeah, and it ended up being two hours. And my phone rang the next day, and it was Lindsay saying, I'm writing a play for Jamie. And wow. I, then it was, what was it, two years later, Cindy, that she was at Yale? Was it two years, one year? A year? So a year later, Lindsay was, this was her, um, her senior thesis. So Jamie yes. was a semester at Yale working on the thesis with, with Lindsay and, and yes. working out the play there. So it was a wonderful experience for her. Yeah, the Yale, thank you. The Yale was my very first thing to Amy and the Orphans. We've been through several drafts of Amy. Um, we started in Yale, and now we're off Broadway. Wow. That's so awesome. So awesome. So Jared would be next. Now, Jared was a little tougher to get, to get going here. Um, that, is, that, is, that is true. <laughs> um, Blair had made a lot of headway and had I was, I was literally looking for people to come behind Blair and, and take advantage of the doors he had opened. It scared me that I wasn't going to have young people coming up that could do the jobs that we'd helped get people to start thinking about. And Blair was starting to lose his hair. And Blair was starting to go gray. <laughs> Blair's... <laughs> no, you can stay there. Take it easy. Take it easy over there, Gail. 
and Jared, just a dependence. And Jared had this great head of hair, and he was, which Blair was known for, was his head of hair before this. So, it was. So I kept on Jared's mom going, "You've got to, got to let him act. You've got to get him to act." And so um, she did. And uh, Jared's had a nice career, but I'm so proud of his work as CJ at Nickelodeon. I mean, this is groundbreaking to be a series regular on a, a voiceover job on an animated series for Nickelodeon. That is un unbelievable. That's just amazing. I'm so thrilled and proud of that. Thank you, thank you so much, Gail. <laughs> You're welcome. And then there's Cole. Can we, have, can we have more handsome men? We have a picture of Blair Cole and, and, and Jared from the Media Access Awards last week, and I went, oh, God, 40, 30, and 20, and aren't they cute? This is the face of Down syndrome today. Yeah. Were you guys wearing tuxes, They too? were gorgeous, were yes. 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 Yes, we did. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll send you the picture. I'll send you the we'll picture. We'll put it in awesome. the show notes. Yeah, they're awesome. But um, Cole first started with, with the opportunity uh, with uh, Born This Way, which you guys didn't get a chance to really, how many are fans of Born This Way? Yeah. Cole came in second season as, um, as one, of the, one of the secondary players and got to be seen by everybody. And then what would come along but this wonderful, well, you, you did the movie, which was great. You had a great time with the movie, and we saw how yes, much I you did. could do. I guess we have to say that. The, the movie came along, and we saw the depth of Cole. A reality show and acting are very different. A reality show, you're being yourself and kind of being filmed, and you know how to play to the camera. But being an actor, you have to take on a totally different character. You don't get to be yourself. And Cole did such a good job in, in the movie, um, and it was getting such accolades at, at the festivals that when um, Stumptown came up, he was one of three guys who went to test with Network. And I, uh, can, I, can I squeeze Chris Lopes in here real quick? Yeah, Anybody watch um, uh, Chicago Med last night? You see Cole? Uh, Cole. You see Chris Lopes, who was on the show? Anyway, he, he and Cole were down to, the, down to the nitty gritty as to who was gonna get the role on Stumptown. Yes, I did. And uh, Cole, Cole did. But uh, Chris Lopes were very proud of. If you didn't watch Chicago Med last night, go home and find it on your, your to whatever, to view. Because you're, you're going to want to see his work. It's phenomenal, too. I'm so proud of these guys. I just, I just can't tell you when I think, you know, what they've accomplished. Yeah, actually, um, my movie, Spare Room, got, um, got, got brought. Someone sold it. So, so it's going to get distribution now. Yes. It's been purchased and it's going to have distribution. So we should have let them know where people can find uh, spare yeah. room. That's awesome. Yeah. We'll make sure and put that in the show notes too, right next to the picture of you guys in your tuxes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a question for all three of you. And Jamie, I'll start with you, ladies first. Um, will you tell us about how you knew that you wanted to be an actress and how did you start in the business? Honestly, um, I have a lot of theater background, mm -hmm. so um, it came really natural, really easy to, to um, go into the industry. Yeah. Which me, and with American Horror Story and the number of seasons I'm in, it felt really natural. It feels like being in the industry, I'm excellent theater. Mm. It's like a repertory theater that. I could be on, uh, instead of being on a stage with an audience, which is great, 
But now the audience is on your TV. But now the audience on a, uh, being on a set, the audience is seeing it from their TVs. I love that. And did you, like at an early age, when you were a little girl, did you know that you wanted to be an actress? Eighth grade. Eighth grade? Eighth grade. Oh I don't want to consider goodness. myself a child star, but I often feel that way. Yes, totally. Because <laughs> it was eighth grade. Yes. And you knew. Yes. I started learning the, the theater world yeah. in eighth grade. But when it comes to the industry, American Horror Story, thanks to Gail, mm -hmm. um, it's really my start to the industry. I'm still learning. Yes. Oh, I think that's amazing. So I'm kind of, I'm, even though I have a, an amazing show under Ryan Murphy, yes. which is, I found out, I'm thinking about Blair and all that with Nip Tuck, working with Ryan, as, Ryan and everything, mm -hmm. I occasionally ask him and Gail on how he likes working with Ryan. And then and everything is so now from Blair to me. Wow. It's so cool. I love that. It's amazing. And then how about you, Jared? When did you know that you wanted to be an actor? Oh. Um, um, well, um, after the short story, short, um, <laughs> oh no, oh no, um, that is because um, with Gail, she, she, she kept on calling and she, and she, <laughs> she kept on calling and she, and she kept on e emailing my mom, but with my mom, my mom, my mom would say no, 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 but, but at first I do want to say that, um, it got to the point, um, uh, um, it got to the point where, where she said yes, and for the first, um, and for the, and for the, and for the first thing that I did was that I did a, I did a web series. It it was called Leader of the Pack. That's awesome. How old were you? I was, I think somewhere in my twenties. Oh, yeah, I think nice. about 22. About 22. That was 2012, right? Yes, it was. I'm a, you they, wore them they, down, Gail. <laughs> I'm, I, yeah, I'm like a bulldog when I, <laughs> with a bone. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. And how about you, Cole? When did you start and when did you know you wanted to be an actor? So I was like 15 years old when I was watching TV. And I, that day, I was watching TV and movies. One of my favorite movies is Baywatch with Dwayne Johnson, Zac Efron, <laughs> and I, I, I always want to be an actor since that day. I've been watching a lot of films because I was like, hey mom, I, don't, I, want, I want this opportunity for this, and through that I um, get to know Gail from Born Swim, and I was, it was a fun experience. I, they, they added three more people with me, Jared, and um, Kaylee, shout out to Kaylee, my best friend. Yes. And I, I, have to, I have to tell you though, Cole, Blair was on Baywatch, just so you know. Oh. That's cool. yeah. <laughs> you, were, you were on Baywatch, Blair? I was on Baywatch. Man, you were a champion. <laughs> and I love that show too, by the way. Okay, okay. <laughs> never, no, never. in the room. I love that. <laughs> Um, I'm going to bring it back to you, Jamie. So you, we know that you've done modeling, stage acting, film mm -hmm. acting, TV. What's your favorite? What's your favorite? It's not a genre. What's your favorite <laughs> thing? Because I don't have another word. <laughs> um, honest, 
<laughs> um, it's hard to pinpoint sometimes, but I love the entirety of it. Because okay. theater can segue into film mm-hmm. in ways like Oklahoma being a stage play into a film. Mm-hmm. So I like the theater. I, I like every single thing. But if I had to pinpoint on which one, I would love to show theater roots. Okay, theater. And, and bring theater into film and TV. I love that, girl. Would you want the play you did to, to be the I film? want to see it, yes. You want to see it in film? Okay. Is this happening, Gail? Um, it could happen. <laughs> Are we allowed yes, to say? There's, there's conversations about it becoming okay. a film. Yeah. Yes. And if, if that were the case, would Jamie, would, you would play... The, Amy, we're she, looking she at would, and what's so lovely about it is that the role of Amy is older, so she, it, Jamie can age and still play it. So it depends yes. on when. Perfect. They, oh, that's it's awesome. not like she needs to be a teenager yeah. for it. So yeah. we kind of got yeah. this one yeah. locked in. I yeah, we're some that have seen the play. I had to wear. Oh, they, they had aged me quite a lot actually, because okay. it was set in a year where um, Lindsay Ferentino's aunt with Down syndrome passed away. And being a survivor of a known school in New York, known as Willowbrook, being a survivor of that, and then a few years later passes away. So the whole play is about that. Wow. Which is truly incredible. And being the role of Amy really heightens my life as well. Yeah. An older version, it starts off showing an older version, but with someone younger. Amazing. I love that, Jamie. Thanks, girl. Um, Jared, you have done both film acting in Orson's Last Dance and, and Goodbye Dessa, right? That was a, that was a film, Goodbye Dessa? Um, yes it was, but for Goodbye Dessa, it was, it was, it was from East Coast Hills. Okay. It, was, it was a short film that there's a, Easter Seals does a disability film challenge each year. Any of you are welcome to make your own films, by the way. Um, and he, he did a beautiful job in, in one of those short films, and oh, it was part so of the festival. Cool. So you've done that, and you've done voice acting, like you're doing in the Casa Grandes right now. That is true, yes. So what do you feel like is the biggest difference? Is there one that you prefer more? Like, the dif- like what's the experience? How is that different? The, when you're recording in a studio for an animated show versus like acting in front of the camera? Well, when you go to be in the studio to do the voiceover work, you know, when you go do CJ, do you, um, do you have to get on a costume? Well, well actually, uh, for the voiceover, I just um, went on a audition for it, yes, and I got a part of it, yes, that is true, and I am having a, and I am having a lot of fun, yes. And for the um, acting part, uh-huh. I would say that I was on I was I was on Central Hospital, yes, and and that is that is that is that is on every day Monday Monday through through Monday through Friday. And it, and it starts at 2 o'clock. Yeah, he does so some work on General it, yes. Hospital. He has oh, a little do. recurring character working that. in the hospital as a volunteer. 
And um, it's very different when you go on to General Hospital. You go and they put you in costume and they put you in makeup and you learn your line. You, well, you haven't had many lines there. You just learn what you're yeah, supposed yeah, to no. do and you do it. They've got in mind something for you down the line. But when you go do voiceover, um, you could show up in your pajamas if you wanted, couldn't you? I'm sure your mom <laughs> well, doesn't let you. I don't know about that, Gail, but... <laughs> maybe, I don't know. <laughs> When you do voiceover, though, you have your script in front of you, right? When that is true, yes. And I want to, and I do want to add one more thing, and and I do, and I do want to add, add, add is that I am also, I am also a a global messenger, but for special Olympics, and I mostly um, give out speeches, but but to different companies different companies and for and for different events oh that's really cool do you have a, a speech that you've given over and over like the kind do you give the same speech when you go to an event when you when you do that for special olympics oh um sometimes um sometimes it is but sometimes but but sometimes it could be different 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 places. Yeah. But I always keep the same same story. Yes. But I, but I do. Have, but but for the beginning and for the beginning and also for the end of it, I would um I would change it change it change it up a bit. Okay. Cool. That's really cool. I have so a question for all three of you guys. So the, our three actors here. Um, have you had any kind of rejection where you've tried out for a part and you haven't gotten it? And how, how do you handle that? How does that feel? Is that just part of the gig? Have any of you faced any rejection for a part? Actually, I did. For this part, for Chocolate Man, I didn't get it. But I stayed calm and let it go. And maybe some other time, I let it go and the focus what I had to do. And maybe next time I get the part. And for me, I would say that um, I do get um, some disappointed, yes, but I would say that I just have to, I just have to, I just have to keep moving on and, and keep going and keep going, but on different auditions until I until I get that part, yes. Yeah. And for me, honestly, it's the same positive. If you don't get it. Um, don't get, don't get, don't, um, I don't, um, dwell on it. Yeah. As, as, as soon as I'm back in my car, I, um, I forget about it. Yeah. You I know. turn on music, I turn on a movie from an iPad or, or a game from an iPad and I, I zone it out. These guys are so good about cheering for one another, too, and being excited yes. about each other when they get jobs. And when you go on an audition with all of them, the same, you'd think it was old home week. I mean, it's, there's not a competition feel at an audition. It's like they're glad to see each other, and they're wishing each other good luck. And it's yes. just the most wonderful environment and community to be in. So I, these, guys are, these guys are really good at their craft, and they're really good at recovering from, from not not getting what they, what they really all hope for and want so badly. Mm -hmm. I love that. Do you, have you seen, Gail, how that has rubbed off on other actors like that? 
that posture of cheering each other on and you know it's well it's something I see with all the actors I work with you know all the guys in wheelchairs know each other and they they help each other with their if they're doing an audition they're they're practicing with each other I mean it's just we're really fortunate that we work with with talent that you, most of them have things in their lives that that have been seriously changed their lives mm -hmm. so missing one audition is like no big deal we know what real life's about we don't have to obsess over that. I have more problem with the mothers of the littles. Oh my yes. I, I feel like you that. looked at me I real close and I don't, I don't know. We haven't worked together no, yet, Gail. I'm very calm and normal. Stage and moms. There's, there's nothing like, so-and-so got an audition. Do I have an audition? Yeah. You know, they, everybody talks and the phones just start ringing oh, with all yeah. the moms. You know, it's like, did so-and-so get it? Well, someone from our office got it, and when it's there, when they're allowed to share, they certainly will. But it's like I want a recording on the on my phone. Yes, someone got it. No, we don't. Can't tell you yet. <laughs> yeah, they've got to look up to these guys, right, to yeah. figure out how to, how Learn to navigate how to that for sure. Um, okay, I've got a question for Cole. So I want to talk about Stumptown. This is a new show that's very popular. It's been very successful. So congratulations on that. And you. Thank you play a bartender on the show. So I need to say, and I've said this, I feel like, before on the podcast, possibly. Maybe not. One of my dream jobs is to be a bartender. <laughs> is that strange? Oh, like, wow. at a really swanky place. Someone, like, like, make swanky drinks for people on vacation. That kind of a bartender. But have you, have you learned a lot about bartending? Is this something you had to, like, take classes in? And mostly I learned from mom. What a, what oh! a one of my uh, one of my cast members I work with, Jay Johnson from New Girl, I he taught me all he before I got this Stumptown role, I go on YouTube and search it up how to make them first, and then Jake um, taught me how to make them because An Ansel get to learn from Gray McConnell. Yeah, yeah, Jay Johnson made, yeah, Jay, Jay Johnson made, yeah, Jay Johnson is, his character is uh, Gray McConnell, and we become friends, and then he asked me to be his, his ploy. And like on the weekend when your friends are over, do you, are you the bartender? Not really, <laughs> only, only on TV, yes. Okay, okay, good no answer. <laughs> show I'll be asking for a dying and, and, and Jamie has Woo! never murdered anyone just yes, so you know no, murdered. Exactly. so wait this is, this is all acting Cole is there anyone in particular on Stumptown that you're close with oh my god I'm, I'm close with with everyone they're like so sweet down to earth person like the first time I get to meet all these people like when I went out for the part, I um, do a chemistry test with Kobe. She is the most per the most sweetest person. I get to hang out with Jay Johnson. It, t it took me a while to to um, just talk to him for a while to calm me down until until the camera is on. Let's do it, Jay Johnson. <laughs> You know, I've never sent someone to a set that I don't think the lives of the people that worked with them have been changed drastically just by the experience. These kids bring so much, and kids, they're adults, but they bring so much to, to a set and, and to a crew and to a cast, and 
it's just wonderful to see it happen. And I know everybody loves Cole. They're just crazy about him over there. I, I watched a couple of um, YouTube videos of, of Cole and Jake together. And I could just, like, just see Jake's admiration for you and how much it seemed like he was enjoying working with you. I enjoy working with him too because he's, he's so positive. Like for a while I get to um, to see him, like see all my cast members. I get to hang out with actually I wanna shout out I wanna I wanna shout out um Adrian Martinez. He did a hundred films. Wow, that's really cool. So speaking of films, we were so impressed that you, Cole, won the Upstream Spotlight Award at the Riverbend Film Festival. Um, and that was for the role of Arrow in Spare Room, which we've just heard is going to come into theaters, right? Um, so what was, what was it like for you to walk onto a set for a real movie when you hadn't really done a whole lot of professional acting before that? It feels a lot different. Like, I got used to it from Born's Way because all the cameras on my face. <laughs> but I got used to that, like... My first time hopping into uh, the movie, it was so much fun. Like I get to work with Skyler, Skyler Samuels, and um, Thomas. He, they're all awesome, awesome cast members, and I get to have fun with them. But like it's so different seeing the crew. Like I hug the crew on my first time like going on set because like I'm gonna, I, I really want to touch people, live, and a crew, and a cast. I love that. I love that attitude going into work. Like, wanting to go to your job and make a difference. I feel so happy. Like, every single morning I wake up, I want to like, be on there, be, be ready. I'm, I'm, I'm totally there because I, like, I want to be there on time. I'm in my costume. Like, I love putting makeup on. I love, <laughs> I love no time thing. <laughs> You're so cool. That's awesome. Okay, so this is for all of you guys, but you guys are all cheerleaders for each other, but have you ever um, auditioned for the same role? Well, actually, between me and, me and Jamie, we did. Really? It was for the part of Cheesy. Oh, it was? Oh. Yes. Oh, Jamie. <laughs> yes. Yes, I know. Yes. I am so embarrassed right now, but thank you. <laughs> I love it. Were you you were okay with I, it? Yes, I auditioned because they were figuring out what um, boys for actor they wanted. Okay. Be feminine or male. Right. And I did try for CJ. I even had the voice as well for it. But as soon as I heard it, it was Jared Kozak, I melted. I fell in love. <laughs> Do you remember the line? I don't remember. Oh, that God. you auditioned with. I don't it was a page. Know oh, it was a page. Yeah, there yeah. was no line. There, there was, was no page. Line. <laughs> there was no line, no. But I do that for yes. So, I, it, when I, it was really quite neat. I went in, I auditioned, I did pretty well. But then after a while, I heard that they went a different route. <laughs> I, Sorry I brought it up, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. It's, it's it's around, and it was Jared. <laughs> I actually, uh, and it's the truth, I fell in love with it that, that they found somebody that Nickelodeon and a, a major network, a major right. animation network would actually choose 
a really great friend. Oh, I love That's that. So awesome. That's good. Amazing. Yeah, thank you for doing that, Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't feel rejected. I felt actually um, relieved and excited. And excited for your friend. That's amazing. It's so cool. So we are. So Jamie, we, um, the three of us, are terrified of American Horror Story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Me too. Let's we, everyone we up all here terrified. Um, we tried to, I tried to watch an episode in preparation for this and was too scared. I had to turn it off. The question was, what season? <laughs> I, you know, I, I think it was a more recent one. Um, but I ended up finding a YouTube video with like a whole lot of your scenes together. So that was a little less scary to watch. <laughs> but um, we, we were like, man, she is so like, like not only talented, but to to play a role that is so scary, um, <laughs> like it takes a lot of courage. Does it? Does it ever? Do you ever? I'm sure it's different when you're filming it than when somebody's watching it. But has it ever? Made you feel scared or have bad dreams or anything like that? Uh, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, with the various characters that I've been, with Adelaide in the first season, Nan in the third season of Coven, um, from Nan to Marjorie was a little more scarier because she's a demon doll. I do wish I work for that. Because oh. <laughs> I had worked with Neil Patrick Harris, I was the doll that he brought in. Wow. To freak show, wow. as well I came, as well as the role of Hedda for Colt, and then back as Nan for season eight. Okay. So there was two, one character for two seasons. Okay. So um, I actually, um, there were things that I was afraid of in each season, but I actually overcame it right away, because HS has a phenomenal cast and crew as well as a diverse group of directors that Ryan Murphy brings together. That's so cool. And producers. I was talking to Jamie before we started about her incredible talent to cry, to be so expressive, to be scary. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) To be angry. Like, it's just so amazing how you um, can pull that out of you and you're just an incredible actress and you get to see it yeah. so clearly on American Horror Story. And I asked her how she would get there. Like, you know, cause actors and actresses have to cry at a scene, but maybe you're having like the best day ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you get yeah. there? How do you make yourself get there? I draw inspiration from everyone that's around me. I also touch into, um, when I get a script for AHS, I study it. I never lie down because I fall asleep when, when I study it. Oh, me too. I fall asleep. I, I prefer to be on my feet. <laughs> and also do sign language with it as well. It helps me get, in the, li- get the lines into my, my body by doing sign language. Um, I look also at the personal side to see if there are certain things that I'm afraid of, and I use it to my advantage. It, the real can I deal. throw in a little Jamie yes. tidbit? Jamie, I know in Coven that um, if you're not a Coven fan, uh, Jamie drowns. I spoiled it for you. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. But d- did I hear that you did some practicing in the bathtub in the hotel? Which oh, that is, true. that is true. That is true. That is true. We were living in New, in New Orleans at the time. It was, it was, the, the hotel was actually a senior home at one point. 
So the tubs are, are, are have like a depth to it. Mm -hmm. So um, the, actually the director and everyone uh, that were there, like, can she do this? And I'm like, well, you know what? Yes, I can. Awesome. <laughs> I can. Because <laughs> I have prepped myself in a, in a hotel bathtub where I put in earplugs and things, not really things in my nose, but because I, I did ask, been asked by that to have some things in my nose, mm -hmm. but nose and ears, to prepare myself for it. Right. Because once you're beneath water, you can't really hear very well. Mm -hmm. So I mentioned to the cast and the director of that episode, like, you are my eyes and ears. I trust you with my life. Oh, too. And I do. Yeah. With every director and everybody that I work with. That's amazing. I Jamie, know. You're a gem. Um, it, Jamie, I have another, one more question for you about being the very first one with Down syndrome to walk in New York Fashion Week. When was that? What year was that? Do you remember? Uh, it was, um, actually, Two. I believe. I feel like, I'm sorry, that was a hard question to answer. No, it's I don't fine. Really it's fine. It's that. fine. 2015, it was, maybe? I feel like I looked that up. Okay. It was in February. My birthday's in February. So, um, so how old did you turn? Uh, it was in the first of the year okay. of that year. How did that come about? Um, and how did you feel about all that? It's really incredible, actually. My family and I were, 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 wasn't quite sure about the media coverage. Because okay. with knowing me about um, the, the industry, I am known for AHS and other things that I've been part of with, this, with the, the industry. So modeling came new mm -hmm. to me. I am a fashion girl. Myself. Obviously, if, so, you're, if you're listening, um, you can't that see that part came outfit, natural. But you're gorgeous. The the main part, and Gil can also help on this as well. Um, one lady that um, lives, I forgot where, she has a daughter with Down syndrome. That's very young. She wanted to have a role model in her life. Her name's Ka her name is Katie Driscoll. Mm -hmm. She has a daughter named Grace yes. that wanted a role model that she could look up look up to. And her mom was like, okay, that's fine. That's fine. A girl that has Down syndrome that you can look up to. And this Carrie Hammer that lives in New York was doing this fashion, a fashion show, a show in Fashion Week called Role Models, Not Runway Models. So oh, good. And this Grace and her mom and found Carrie Hammer and Carrie Hammer, they made a thing. They all, they all got in touch with Gail. <laughs> and from there, Gail, you can put me on this as well. Yeah, it, Katie wrote a lovely letter to, um, Katie Driscoll wrote a lovely letter to, um, to gosh, um, Hammer, Carrie Hammer, too many, too many Ks. Yeah, Carrie Hammer, find out saying, more story. saying, my daughter needs role models, would you please consider someone with Down syndrome okay. in your fashion show? And she, Katie heard back from her, and Katie called me and said, I haven't vetted this woman, I don't really know anything, you know, here's, here's what I have. So I went to lunch with Carrie Hammer, and she was the real deal. And I said, well, yeah, I'd really like to, to see if we can get Jamie to work with you. And so that's how that came to be. It takes a village, you know, yeah, people writing letters and making noise and, and sharing ideas and, and using each other as resources. And it all comes together, and yeah. then you have one of these great moments to, to celebrate that so many people have had a hand in making happen. Yeah, and Carrie Hammer is also a fan of, of AHS as yes. well. So she kind of got, drew her inspiration to the dress from Coven. Oh, as my role of Nan. Pilgrim Shriek, so cool. right? Yes, Pilgrim, Pilgrim Chic. 
if you put my name into YouTube, there are several videos. But if you put my name in with the fashion thing with it, you will see my fashion walk. Yeah, girl. As well, and everything to do with it. I love it. Well, we'll have links. We can link all that in our show notes too. Mm -hmm. So when people listen to this, they can find that. That's awesome. And so then, Jared, moving over to you, friend. Um, tell us, I want to hear a little bit more about your recurring role as CJ or Carlos Jr. in The Loud House and The Casa Grandes. What is your favorite thing about your character? Oh, okay. Um, I would say that he is so, he's so funny. And, and also, he loves to play pirates. <laughs> that, that, that is his favorite scene right there. He loves to play pirates. One of the things that we really liked about the, the parts of this show that we've seen um, with The Loud House and Casa Grandes is how uh, there's no like, moment where somebody says, CJ has Down syndrome. It's, CJ is just part of the family and is just there and showing up. And um, part of the, I mean, this is, if you guys haven't seen the show, this is like, how many people in this family? Eight people, ten people, and they're all in a tiny apartment. I, um, um, yes, that is true. I think we have, I think we have eight or ten years. Okay. I can't keep counting. I, I wouldn't be able to. And every time CJ comes in, he's just like running through. CJ is like a character who's just always doing silly things and um, like just shows up in the middle of the camera and runs off again and. Um, so I really appreciated how much they've made CJ to be just part of the family and um, just himself. Uh, how has it felt on the, in the cast? When you, do you, have you felt pretty welcome as part of the cast? Um, yes, I do, yes. Uh, um, yes, I do. And that is because um, everyone is so nice Everyone is so is so friendly, and people are not mean. They're not really nasty at all. They're just very nice, and they're very positive, and they really like the way who I am. That is so cool. Um, do you think that you want to keep doing more voice acting or more film as you go forward? I, well, that is a hard question, but. I, but I would say that that I do, I, I really do want want to do, I really want to do more. Yes, but you got to go through Gail. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Go, go on through Gail. But I would yes. <laughs> so great. So Gail, question for you, dear. Um, this is a two part. How have you seen things change in the last five to ten years? You talked about all that you've been through, but what are some major things you've seen in the entertainment industry the last five to 10 years, and what do you see as a projection? I would say that the last five to 10 years, we've seen more than we saw in the first 10 to 20 years. Mm -hmm. um, we really are making headway. Um, and I hope, what I really wanna see, I love, I love that these guys get to tell stories but what I love that we're seeing right now is Cole is not telling a story about having Down syndrome. CJ's not telling a story about having Down syndrome. All the characters Jamie's played 
on American Horror Story are not telling a story about having Down syndrome. Anybody could actually be playing these characters. There's nothing you know, that really is, distinguishes that. That's quite an accomplishment. Um, Blair's characters that he played back in the 90s were, were the special Olympic athlete, the young man who needs a special needs trust, the kid with Down syndrome that wants to look like his family so they give him a nose job, you know, that kind of stuff. Those, the Down syndrome was the story point. It's not now. Now it may pop up now and then, it may be a part of it because it's there in real life, but I think the, the greatest accomplishment we have right now is we're seeing whole three-dimensional people up there who have lives and, and it's not all about their diagnosis, it's about them as people. I'm gonna jump in because uh, us ladies were talking and I thought this was a good question and wanted to know, Gail, if you ever steer clients away from certain roles because of lack of honor and how they'll be portrayed. Um, yeah. Well, we, tr we try to help people understand you know, what, what Down syndrome is about. or, or if, if we get a role that's, that's just wrong, mm -hmm. we'll tell people that it's wrong. I've refused to take things to clients before. I can't think of anything off uh, the top of my head with Down syndrome right now, but we had a, a very messy one with a wheelchair recently where um, they, the, the casting lady called me and said, well, we've decided after talking to some of the people, the actors that came in in wheelchairs, that a reasonable accommodation is to carry them upstairs if it's okay with them. And I went, that was not okay. Mm -hmm. And so I had higher-ups and higher-ups calling me until someone was telling me, well, if you had the courage to tell your people that we want them to do this, but we want to carry them upstairs. And I'm going, it's not about me being a coward. It's, it's wrong. It's not an ADA accommodation. You're not right. going to carry my clients upstairs. It's not going to happen. They said, well, what if they knew that you were losing this job for them? I said, they already know. We've had this conversation. So um, we... We stand up for things in a different way. Um, the R word, I've, I've often gone to battle with the R word, um, with how it's being used mm -hmm. in, in a scene. I don't, I don't get it too much anymore, but we also, you know, we put kids and adults in student films and uh, USC, UCLA, you know, um, those, those universities that teach filmmaking. And sometimes you'll get a young filmmaker that just really doesn't have a good idea. But um, I think they all go away with a, a new sense of understanding, and mm -hmm. we don't have as much of it as maybe we had in the past. Do you feel like, Gail, besides you and the people that you're representing advocating for themselves and you advocating for them, is there, are there people on set who are mindful of different opportunities that may need to occur or different supports that may need to be in place? Is there like a, a role there's, like that. Well, it, it, for instance, in, in Cole's situation, because of the, the heavy amount of work that he does, he has a coach that we okay. negotiated for, an onset coach. Um, Jamie was in an amazing pilot called Love, Love You More um, yes. that had seven adults with Down syndrome in it. It was um, Michael Patrick King of Sex and the City. He put it together, and I was the coach and advisor on that show. We often provide advisors and coaches. There's, but the nice thing is, one of the things that's changed in the last few years, in the last maybe five, 10 years, there are more people at the table now with this voice. Mm. I can remember when if there was gonna be a panel or there was gonna be a program and I wasn't gonna be able to make it, I would feel guilty that I wouldn't be there to share the voice of what was going on. I'm at a place now where I know there's other voices showing up. I know respectability is showing up with their voice. I know um, 
that um, Easter Seals is showing up with their voice. I know that other people and are, are coming to the table, other individual advocates. I could go on and give you a huge list in every disability corner that are out there, that are out there, you know, s s talking the talk and, and, and living, living what we're talking and making sure it happens. But also I think pe people on sets are, are more mindful to what disability is. Um, we didn't offer, we didn't guarantee a public education, an inclusive education to children in the US until 1975. And so back when we were first starting to show people with disabilities in television and film, a lot of crew, a lot of executives had no, had no experience with people with disabilities. Today we have kind of this inclusion generation that at least have been exposed to people who are different and understand that not everybody is the same. Mm -hmm. and, I, and the internet brings that to us and social media and we get a better understanding of diversity. And I think that's what we're seeing now in, in TV and film. What I, I'm dying for though is my guys get a chance to audition for big roles. Mm -hmm. These yeah. are big roles. Yeah. What they miss is the rung on the ladder that's the barista, the, the, the person says they went that way, yep. you know, the delivery man, the grocery clerk. Those are the jobs they miss because they don't think about bringing them in until they're gonna tell a story that their disability makes a difference. And so those are the roles we really fight for. And we have a couple casting directors that literally will call us and say, hey, I just put out a breakdown today and I have three characters at the bottom of the list. They're minor co-stars. Can you just send me some diverse options. And then we can send our people in and they get the opportunity to go on an audition. Because a lot of times when you don't get to go on a lot of auditions like other people do, and you're not used to that constant rejection, when you get in the room, it's overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And this gives them more of an opportunity to get their feet wet and experience what it is to audition and to, to be their best and to go in and make good choices and, and, and bring the character to life. It's almost like the media reflects the world and the world reflects the media. And so you don't see a lot of people in the world in those places, delivery people or baristas or whatever it is, with Down syndrome or different abilities necessarily. So why would you see them in the films? Like what? One's gonna affect the other significantly. And it's which comes first, the chicken or the egg. Right. I don't know, but I'm gonna be on the side That's of putting right, images in front of people to try to make it a more yes. inclusive yes. world. Yes, yeah. I love it, yeah. I love it. We are gonna take a word from our sponsor in just a second, but one quick question for all three of you. Is there a dream role that you want? Oh, that's the pressure on me. Is this a question <laughs> oh. that, that we can handle? Yeah, thank you, Gail. I would let okay. the boys answer first. Okay, boys first. What is a dream role that you're like, this is the role that I would like to play? My dream role will be on Baywatch. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna, we're gonna produce the show. Baywatch and um, I want yeah, Baywatch and um, I want to be on Friends too. Oh yeah, yeah. You've already got the Baywatch hair going, Cole. Like the flowy blonde. <laughs> Love I, it. I've been like this hair. It took a while to grow, <laughs> and it's pretty cool because um, I love like. My mom, I like having a beat, a, a beat theme hair. Yeah, yeah, you look like a California guy, for sure. How about you, Jared? Any, any role, <laughs> any job you want, Jared, what would it be? Um, I would say that, um, well, first, I am a big fan, but of Tim Hanks, yeah. and also Tim Allen, and, and that is because um, I want to be on, uh, well, 
I know there's a lot of TV shows out there, but I know I have to pick two of them, and mine is That Man Standing, and and also Modern Family. Oh, woo! I would, I would, I would love to be like a guest star on that show. Okay. I am always a big fan, but a both of them. Me too. Tim Allen, baby. <laughs> Jamie. For me, I love to learn about culture and diverse uh, culture and everything. So for me, honestly, it's a vast it's a vast question that could be at, that that's asked for someone that's asked. For me, I love roles that I can be myself oh. and show who I am, and roles that can show about life. That shows things that I've gone through in life, and things that I, I that I want to go through yes. as well. I want to learn from from everyone that's out there that I have not met yet. Like for example, a, one director I want to meet is Martin Miss Martin Miss Martin Scorsese. Mm-hmm. I would love to work with him. And a, there's a vast there's a vast world of actors that I want to meet and work with, including Meryl Streep. Oh, Emily Blunt and Lynn Manuel Miranda from Mary Poppins. <laughs> yes. That there's a lot of actors and directors that I want to work with. Love it. Love it, guys. Well, I'm cheering you on for all yes, of them. You're a lead in many genres and many, many areas. One area that I would love to do is be, uh, be considered for a role that's in an action film. Oh, an action film. Okay. <laughs> I love it. I have a feeling it will happen. I don't know. I think You're so. Kind of but I'm a variety girl. I want to tap into every genre. <laughs> everything. Your answer is everything. everything. Yes. All of the above. I love it. Um, all right, friends, we're going to take a little break and hear from our sponsor, and then we're going to be right back with the favorite part of every episode, which is some good news. We've got some good news from our audience members, so we'll be right back. You can clap. Let's go. We're back. And it is time for some good news. Before we do that, I just want to say that I would like to talk for another hour. But like I say in almost every episode, we have to respect everybody's time. And people don't want to listen to us for an hour and everyone wants to go to bed too. Um, but we, maybe we'll have a little after party somewhere. We will for sure. Perfect. So here's the thing. If you've listened to the podcast, you know that Michael loves to sing in the good news. So, Micah, I'm going to hand this (laughs) next portion to you. Okay, well, these guys are going to sing with me. Right, Jared? Right, Cole? Yes. Jamie? I guess so. All right, are you guys ready? (laughs) This is, we're just going to, you just go with it. Just follow Micah's lead. It's really exciting. Improv, sir. Okay, improv. (laughs) (laughs) It's time for some good Good news. Good news. Good, 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 good news. Wow, right? Best one yet. We feel like that's yet. It's recorded. That can be our good news um, jingle. We've been talking about a jingle for just months now. We've got it and on. And I think we've got it on repeat. It. I think we found it. Do you want to lead us off here, Micah, with yes. some good news? So These we are- we asked uh, some of our audience members to give us their good news, and just so we 
make it clear for those of you who haven't listened to the podcast before or are new to the lucky few we love to ask our audience to call in or text us every week with what they're celebrating in the life of their loved one with down syndrome because we know that sometimes celebrating with um, people who may not understand what your life is like or what your loved one's life is like, it, they may not know how big of a deal what you're celebrating is. And as a community, we, we get it and we wanna celebrate with you. So um, tonight, instead of people calling in, we have some cards that a few of y'all wrote down. Um, so I have one here from Lissa and Sean. And they say, our daughter Grace is turning three in December and she is starting preschool in January. And they are celebrating this huge milestone in her life. So we're gonna cheer so, right there, audience. That's some good go, news. All righty, so a friend out there in the audience has a daughter, Lindsay, who is 24. She just finished her baseball season and she has improved so much. She's now super excited to start basketball season. Woohoo! Yeah, Lindsay. I love that. Good news. Okay, friends, this is a fun one. So this, these friends said we got kicked out of PT today because Ada is doing so well. There's nothing else to work on with her. Oh, Ada! I love it. That's Go, some Ada. Good news. That's good news. Um, okay, before we sign out here, one final, final question, because I just can't get enough, um, that I'm gonna ask all three actors. So if there are people listening, people in the room and people listening who have Down syndrome or who have a loved one with Down syndrome who would like to know more about being an actor or about pursuing their dreams within the industry with acting or modeling, um, what advice do you have for them? And we'll just go down the road. So Jamie, what advice do you have? For me, okay, um, never give up if yes. you're afraid to say, yes, I can, yes. say, no, I can't. Look at the heart of everyone around you because they are your support system. It's amazing. <laughs> Jared, what advice do you have for people who would like to become an actor? Um, well, um, just, keep on, just keep following, it's your dream. If you don't get your dream, it is okay. Just keep on going on and just follow your dream. Yes. Never, ever give up. Never, ever um, um, put yourself down. But I would say that just keep, just keep going on. Keep on going on other auditions. You will get auditions. And, oh yeah, and you will feel good doing it. Mm. That's good. That's good. All right, Cole. What advice do you have, Cole, for people who want to get into acting? My advice is that just watch TV. <laughs> just watch TV and um, TV and film. It takes a while, for a while, but my advice is just, just be yourself. Just focus on you and block all the stuff out of your head. Just do whatever, do whatever you think you have to do. Good. Okay. 
Well, you guys, what a dream it's been to have you three here with us tonight, and you too, Gail. Um, we are just, we just couldn't be prouder in, in this community to have you three there representing um, the, so many people and kids with Down syndrome and different abilities in our culture who are seeing you on the screen and believing that they can do it too. And as moms of kids with Down syndrome, we are so thankful for you and your courage and your talent and your willingness to, to be brave and do this thing that so many people are afraid of. So thank you guys for being here tonight. Thank you, Gail, for all that you've done for our community. Let's give them another round of applause. Thank you, guys. <laughs> thank you. And as always, friends and audience, thank you for being here with us tonight. Thank you, listeners, for being out there somewhere in listening space. <laughs> um, as always, we love to hear your good news about your loved ones with Down syndrome. We would love for you to leave us a voicemail at 424-442-9147 and share your good news. And as we always say, if you have a product or a business that wants to help us shout the worth of people with Down syndrome, then call us up, send us a message. We'd love to partner with you. And you can always email hello at the Lucky Few Podcast for sponsorship opportunities. We want to say a huge thank you tonight to all the folks who make this event happen, to Val Schleter, who worked. Woo! Yeah, Val. Our amazing co-producer. She worked tirelessly to put this together and make it beautiful. Val's family showed up to volunteer. Thank you, Val's family. <laughs> we want to we thank Andy Lara, who, as always... Yeah, go ahead and clap for him. He deserves it. Andy, who, as always, makes all the things technical flow without a hitch. And to Josh Avis, who not only let us steal his furniture, but carried it over here tonight. And thanks to all our friends who helped us put this on tonight. And of course, special thanks to our sponsor. Thanks to all of you who have shared the Lucky Few podcast with friends, who have listened faithfully and cheered us on. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember that you Dear listener, listener, audience member, all of you out there supporting your loved one with Down syndrome, and those of you out there who are rocking that extra chromosome, you are a shouter of worth and a narrative shifter, so keep on keeping on. We are cheering for you. See you all next Monday on the Lucky Few Podcasts. And follow, and also, real quick, also follow on Instagram and Twitter. Oh, Wait, say it one more time, Jamie. <laughs> also follow on Instagram and Twitter. What oh, she said. Yes. <laughs> yes. And follow these guys too on Instagram and Twitter. We'll link to that Links too. Links in the show notes. All around, so much goodness. So much goodness. Yeah. Jared's oh. gonna add one more thing. Um, I just wanna, I just wanna, I just wanna, I just want to add. Thank you so much, Gail. You are a great agent. You, you are wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much successful being a great agent. Yes. You are amazing. You are fun.
Thank you, everybody, for being here. Everyone, go enjoy the dessert. It's been a great night. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Lucky Few Podcast. Remember to review our show on Apple Podcasts and check us out on all social media at the Lucky Few Pod. You can also support the show now via Anchor.fm just by going to the website, scroll down to the bottom, and you can begin your support right now. Lastly, send us your good news by going to theluckyfewpodcast.com and sending us a message via text, voicemail, or email. See you next time.